0: Hello, and welcome to a brand new season of Walk to Wellbeing, the wellness podcast from Health and Wellbeing magazine, sponsored by Sketches. I'm Holly, editor of Health and Wellbeing, and each episode, you and I get to join someone as they go for a walk, eavesdropping on them as they talk about their own wellness journey. Each of our guests will answer the same questions, but the conversation, like their walk, might meander a bit as they go. After we leave them, I'll be joined by Laura and Danny from the magazine team to pick out things from that walk that we want to action right away in our lives. Think about your answers to each question as you listen to, And if you'd like to record your own walk to wellbeing, you absolutely can. We would love to hear your answers. So head over to healthwellbeing.com to download the questions today. Right now, though, we're about to join Lauren Stedman, Paralympic, triathlete, and cross-country skier for Great Britain, as she steps out for her walk in January.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Lauren Stedman, Paralympic, triathlete, and cross-country skier uh, for Great Britain. And I am currently walking on a beautiful path. Um, there's a little bit of snow on the ground. I might be calling out occasionally to my dog Kira because she's running around like a loony bin trying to chase the squirrels. It's a, it's her favourite hunt. Um, so excuse me if you hear me shout out Kira a few times. That'll just be uh, me trying to get her back under control. But it's a, uh, it's pretty nippy out here. Um, but I absolutely love coming out. Kira is one of the main reasons that I get out and about for walking. She's a super super active dog. So. Needs at least a good half an hour to 40 minutes in the morning and the same in the afternoon. So, just taking you guys along my, my little stroll. <laughs> oh, and this is another doggo. <laughs> he says hello as well. Um, okay, so, the first question that I have got is, what gets you out on a walk? Think about the time of day you prefer to go out and what I enjoy doing and seeing. I don't think I was supposed to say that bit. Okay. So... First question is, what gets you out on a walk? I think for me, getting out on a walk uh, is, for an athlete, you're always doing exercise and you're always doing it for um, a a purpose and, you know, there's a a fitness advantage to it. So when I go out for a walk, it's nothing to do with doing sport. It's actually a bit of me time. Um, There's no targets to hit or, or time constraints. It's just about getting outside I would be lying if I said I didn't prefer walking in the sunshine and when it's dry. Um, not the biggest fan of walking when it's raining. Um, but at the same time, um, getting out and about is lovely. I do enjoy walking with someone um, and exploring. Since being a little girl, my family have always have gone on walking um, trips and stuff. So I think for me, I much prefer the afternoon walks I'm much more of an afternoon person than I am a morning person um that being said getting on a good walk early in the morning can sometimes uh, set your whole day up so either or and I guess my favorite walks are places that I haven't been before so exploring new territory I've just recently moved to London so for me when I the first time I explored Richmond Park was incredible uh seeing all the deer in there and then seeing everybody be active and outside um was really great so I think for me exploring new places um, can always be motivated if there's a, a cup of tea or a, a, a coffee or a hot chocolate midpoint or at the end of it um, but yeah getting out and about uh, fresh air fresh mindset and sometimes when you're not thinking you're actually thinking and it's, it's a really easy way to unwind question two where would be your dream walk Ooh. It's a really good question. Um, I think that a dream walk would be... Depends on the level of walk that we're talking about. I think a dream walk might be potentially doing a hike. I've always, always wanted to... And I do a lot of like climbing Snowdon and going on big, long walks, ones with waterfalls, ones that are new territory. So I think a dream walk for me would be... I don't know if it's class as a walk though if you go and say you're going to walk and find Machu Picchu or go in the Amazon or somewhere that's that's warm and I'm in a pair of shorts and some walking trainers um but yeah for me I think that's what it would be it'd be exploring uh, another country um out and about in in the wilderness I'm very much one for being away and being in open spaces so trees Grass, um, yeah. Being around nature for me is a is a huge thing for being, um, I guess, mentally unwinding and, and feeling as though I've escaped from from everyday life. Um, so yeah, I think potentially um, looking forward, I should uh, plan in a few more like weekend trips um, where I go walking and stuff. But on a day to day basis, um, you'll usually find me walking around a local park. There'll be some trees, there'll be some open space. Um, so yeah. It's uh, it, that's, that's for me. Oh, and my dog is in the river. Great. I'm going to have one muddy dog now at the end of this. Gira, come on. Okay, scrap the previous thing. We'll start again. Question number three. When you're feeling stressed, how do you combat your triggers? Super interesting question. And I think that I have learned to control triggers over time. I've learned about myself. Um, I've learned what works, what calms me down, what doesn't. And I think it's changed uh, throughout my whole life. I think what I do now is I write my thoughts down. Anything that's stressing me, anything that's concerning me, causing a sense of anxiety, I have learned to write down. And then when you, I feel as though when, the moment that you write it down, it sort of disappears from your mind. So, um, so if my first step is to write things down. Second step is to, is to do something that actually is autonomous to me. And even though I do a lot of sports, swimming has always been the one where I, if I go swimming, and I do about half an hour to 40 minutes of swimming, my body knows what it has to do. So I don't really have to think about the physical action. So as I'm swimming along, I slowly shift through all of the thoughts in my head. Um, and I end, up, I end up coming out with a solution. Or having cleared my mind or a path forward. And when you have a a path forward, you have a sense of direction and control. And when you get that control back, for me, that creates a sense of calmness. Um, So, yeah, for me, it's getting and doing something that feels normal to me, uh, writing things down. Um, And often, if you've got someone you can share things with, it's confiding in someone. Sometimes sitting down and just offloading, what you actually learn to do is, is get it off your chest. And when you can listen to it back... You get an understanding of uh, what actually you're thinking, what is the problem, and it's just a different perspective to have. Um, So yeah, that would be what I would suggest for combating triggers. Question number four. What does switching off look like to me? Is it important to disconnect or is it the wrong way to think about it? How selfish are you able to be in your life and what ritual should you use to switch off? Super, super interesting question. What does switching off look like to me? Switching off, to me, is taking yourself away from anything else that you do in a day-to-day life. So for me, that's away from all things sport, all things PhD, um, and doing an activity that actually isn't something you would normally do so may that be cooking I actually love to salsa dance it's very odd I guess it's still a physical activity um but it switches my mindset off um totally different people you talk about different topics um so that would be one of the things that switching off looks like to me I do love reading books um I really really enjoy uh just sitting down with friends um I'm so sorry care can I Is it important to disconnect or is that the wrong way to look at it? I have an interesting, I guess, mindset or method for this one. And I like to schedule in downtime. So my diary is pretty jam packed and it has lots of different things in it. And what I really enjoy doing is, let's say Friday afternoon, I I could fill it with something, But instead, I decide to put in me time into the calendar. My management know that they are not going to put anything in in that time slot. I know that I'm not allowed to do anything to do with work or training. And actually, that's my time to organize seeing friends, maybe going for a catch up and coffee and hearing about their lives or sharing stories. Uh, Or it's simply me sat with a lovely cup of tea and I'm reading my favorite book. Um, but if you schedule in time and you make a commitment to yourself that you will not touch that time, naturally you're creating a moment in time that is just for you and if you schedule those in regularly, you get a sense of I can work away, I can tick off all these things And, and you know that you then have that safe space at the end of the week or once or twice a week, however long that may be, that is just for you. Kira? Kira, let's go this way. How selfish are you able to be in your life? Selfish, I think, is the wrong word. I do think that sometimes we have to put our own needs in front of others. I think it's very easy to commit to lots of things, to say you'll be part of things, to help do things. And I think that there's a good good notion to keep in mind is that everyone has their own lives and everyone has their own concerns and their own worries. And often we overcommit or we do things that actually don't benefit us um, when other people wouldn't do the same. And many people just get on with their own lives. And sometimes we are so concerned with it that actually we should put our own needs ahead of everybody else's. Uh, we, We should sometimes prioritize our own mental well-being and being able to say no um just because we need, how do you expect to be full of life and giving love and giving happiness if your own battery is empty? So you've got to top it up sometimes in order to be able to give to others. Uh, and that's often something I think about is how full is my bucket? And if I don't keep my own bucket topped up, then how can I offer what I have to give to other people? What rituals do I use to switch off? I would say that rituals I use to switch off includes. Friends and family time. Um, I'm a very social person, and I love to have my friends around me. Perhaps cook a really lovely meal, sit and listen. I can't. I can't say much more. How much it is, if you just listen, listen to people, what they have to say, their experiences, what they're going through. Often, I find comfort in being able to listen to people and offer advice. Um, and, and likewise, I would sit there and say to the guys, I've got this opportunity coming up. What are your thoughts? What is this? Um, so being able to sit and share your thoughts with people, for me, that is one way that I I go about switching off is, is sharing my my dreams, my goals, and, and what I'm planning to do with others. Question number five. When was the last time you challenged yourself to try something new or different, and how did it go? Ooh. This is a very good question for my current situation. Um, I have gone through significant amounts of change in this past year since the Paralympics. Uh, I moved house three times, different locations. Um, one of the locations I knew some people. My latest location, I didn't know anybody. So there's been a lot of adjustment and change, which I don't think I realised at the time, but had a quite a big impact. But the biggest, the biggest change and to try something new, was I decided to step back uh, from sport. I've done it for 17 years, and I just needed to have a break, physically and mentally. It's, it's very demanding, and you are always you are always on the go. You are always thinking about the next race, or what can I do to be better, or how do I do this? Uh, so for me to be able to step back was a tough decision to begin with. Uh, it was a really big change for me. And then I stepped back and I thought, what do I want to do with my life? What is the next chapter for me? What does it look like? And I knew that I did need change. I needed to try something I hadn't done before. So I decided that I would like to transfer sports and take up cross-country skiing. And I have done 10 days on the snow. I have recently just got back from my first race, actually. And it was nerve-wracking. It was really scary. And... I had all those natural emotions of fear of failure? Could I do it? Um, was it was it something that I could be good at? Going from being elite in one sport to another, uh, I've gone from doing a summer sport where it's toasty and warm to a winter sport where it's very very cold. Um, so yes, it's been a huge change, and I've gone from. And it's this been the most fantastic part about it, which I guess is is a key message here is that it's been lovely to go from a sport and a lifestyle where I'm in control I know what I'm doing day in day out Um, literally it's like it's like blinking or breathing to a sport where I'm suddenly having to be aware of uh, different muscles different skill sets different um, agility different different ways of doing things just being in the cold and, and preparations everything has been different but I have loved starting from scratch again I didn't Realize that I would, but actually being a novice and getting to relearn things and ask questions and and just try different things um, has been absolutely incredible. So I think my key message is to try something new or to try something different. It only expands your skill set, it only expands the the knowledge that you have and And at the end of the day, the worst that can happen is you are just not very good at it and you have to readjust again. Um, And you'll always have the skills that you've always had and you can just reapply them again. Um, But yeah, taking the decision was super tough and I put a lot of thought and consideration into it. But actually, in hindsight, it was one of the best decisions I made. Um, And I think sometimes we, we are hooked up and concerned with what we are and and who we are and what we do and what defines us Um, but we are not defined by one thing so actually we can we can push the boundaries we can change what we do change what we are change what we learn I'm a big believer in challenging yourself so I love to have a new goal all the time whether that's as I currently am Tuesday evenings learning Spanish Um, it's just new challenges I want to constantly learn I want to constantly develop myself question number six who's really nailing their well-being in your life Oh, I think that well-being is different to each person. I don't think that there is um, a set way that means you your well-being is better than others. I think people have different needs. For me, uh, well-being or a, a good strong foundation for well-being is knowing what motivates you, knowing what makes you happy, knowing your limits and your boundaries. Um having people around you that you trust and confide in and are on a similar journey and path to you. Uh, We spend a lot of our lives comparing ourselves to others. So if you can surround yourself with like-minded people, um, this generally helps. I come from a family where um, mental health is, it's a priority actually. spend a lot of time you know, chatting, talking—we're a very close family, um, and I think then I've transferred that over to how I am with my friends, what I talk to them about, um, and I think I've transferred that over to to how I approach my friends and what I talk about. I think I've got a couple of friends that I think I've learned different wellbeing techniques and just from observing other people. One of the—I have a one friend who, um, her and her boyfriend realized that they needed a bit more time together and actually when you're working really long jobs and when you're trying to fit things in after a day of work or you've done exercise or you know, sometimes you can lose that time to communicate with someone who's special to you so they just decided together to get up earlier one hour earlier every morning and spend that one hour walking taking the dog out, chatting, ready to start the day and I just I thought that was absolutely incredible thing they get time together it's walking, it's outdoors, it's clearing their head I have another friend who, strangely, and this is quite similar to me, uses music. Um, I think that music plays such a huge part in our life. There is music normally attached to absolutely everything we do. Um, For me, music can motivate me. Um, Music can, I don't know, get me out of bed. It can change how I'm approaching a training session. music can yeah music can definitely help shape our motivations our well-being and I have a friend that basically creates playlists for different things that she's doing throughout the day whether that is a sleep playlist and she will listen to her sleep playlist before bed she has a motivation one that she uses for the gym she has one that when she's sat on her computer is playing in the background and I found this quite an interesting concept um, because they're all very different and they all have different momentums they all have different vibes um and it's actually been proven, and some Bupa research did that 75% of us use music uh, to help with our well being and to sort of take us away from states that aren't healthy for our mindset. Um, and interestingly, there is a playlist um, created by Bupa, um for people to use to help with their mindset and their well-being and how they're doing. Um, so music does play a huge part in it. Um, and I actually have songs that I associate to um, certain times and phases in my life, because um, that's just been the song that's really made me feel good inside and happy and motivated. Um, and normally they're connected to races, actually, has um, been a really really odd diverse range of them um but yeah they've all been great i think another person who has inspired me um using their social media platform is dame kelly Holmes. um she often does periods of time where she's not present on social media anymore she's stepped away and she's taken time to unload to reset herself Um, often when we view others lives and we see um, I guess the progress that people are making and you know what they're doing in their lives and the the constant pace um, sometimes to step away from everything um, allows you to reset so that's another thing that I would say I admire in in Dame Kelly Holmes is that she steps away to reframe and reset her mind and she comes back and she's full of life. She's bubbly. She's encouraging people. Um, she's been a role model of mine for so, so many years. Uh, before I was even an athlete, I, I watched her get her double gold medals in Athens. So I really, really have so much love and respect for Dame Kelly Holmes. Um, but I just find that she is somebody who's really, really tuned into to mental health and doing what's best for you. Just because it doesn't work for other people doesn't mean that's what you need to do and vice versa you've got to work out what works best for you question number seven what is one recent little win that i am happy with oh it's a good question and this one might be super super simple um but after having moved home so many times one of the the greatest places that i think is great for your mental health is home it's the place that you go back to at the end of the day it's your place to feel safe to feel secure to unwind and for me getting my house sorted um whether that it sounds really it sounds really little and, and small actually but it's just making my lounge look cozy um making it the way I wanted it to look my bedroom being how I wanted it to be um the kitchen I I'm very much a, a foodie and I love being in the kitchen. I. Very much love in the evenings, getting out my ingredients, putting on some music, getting a glass of red wine and literally bopping around the kitchen, cutting up all my ingredients and creating food. Um, So for me, having an environment that feels safe, secure uh, and comforting for me helps me reset and go on. So a little win for me recently is I've only been in my new place for five weeks, Um, but pretty much within the first two weeks, I really, really worked hard and I got it um, to, I guess, the cosiness and the standards that I wanted it to be Uh, and now it's somewhere that after a busy day or a a really really intense period of time abroad I very much look forward to putting the key in the door stepping in and knowing that it's my little sanctuary it's my little place to to put my head back together to be myself Um, and yeah no place feels like home I think the biggest life lesson that I have learned this year is to you really listen to yourself. Um, I had some really big decisions to make uh, just post, post Paralympics and what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, sense of identity crisis as well, I think. But I think the the key thing for me was actually sitting down and not being concerned with any of the decisions I made, listening to what I thought my future might look like, what decisions and the repercussions had. And I did speak with some people not for permission but for validation that my thoughts were along the right path but the biggest thing I've learned this year is to trust myself and know that I work hard I strive hard and that I should when I when I have feelings and I think about things um I should trust myself and know that I can lead myself in the way forwards um I've never really I spent 18 years towards one goal and I never really had chance to think about what my next step would be after achieving that. So I was confronted with it this year and hadn't really been in that position before. So for me to be able to look at what I wanted to achieve, what a five-year plan might look like and where I was going with it, um, was really unknown territory to me. Um, but the biggest thing I've learned is that actually I can trust myself, I can I can make decisions and make great decisions and, and there are so many people around me that love and support me and that they will support me in whatever choice I choose to make. Okay, the next question is, when's the last time you cried? Tears of happiness, sadness, relief or anything else? I, I'm the sort of person that... Um, pushes and pushes and pushes and lets everything um, sort of build up and then it all explodes in one go. So it's like a, um, a mixture of happiness and being overwhelmed. And I actually believe that having um, a good cry can help you reset yourself. Um, so I constantly set myself challenges that are, are, they push my boundaries, they push my limits so much. Um, and often I can feel overwhelmed, I I feel as though if I was climbing a mountain, the, the summit looks like it's never ever getting that little bit closer and sometimes I just sit down and I, and I question my own ability, I question um, how am I going to get to the top of this, um, but in doing so, I then remind myself, you know, I can do this, look at what I've achieved before, this is your skill set, being quite pragmatic about it. Um, But in that time frame, if there is a moment where I've I've had a cry or shed some tears, um, normally I come away and I'm like, oh, I feel much better. Like the the tension and the the, the doubt has left me. Um, So I do believe actually that a a cry um, is very good for you. And I can also um, say that there have been plenty of times where I have made myself laugh because I've done something that... I don't know, it was probably quite stupid and I've just thought it's so funny that I've cried to the point my stomach hurts and I'm bent over and I've got a couple of tears coming out. Um, So yes, whether they are happy tears or tears of unleashing lots and lots of pressure, um, I do believe that when you have a cry, uh, you feel so, so much better afterwards. Question number 10, what's the best advice you could give someone about happiness? I believe happiness is a choice. I believe we can choose to be happy. We can choose to uh, create environments and create mindsets in which we are happy. That's not me saying that you have to be happy all the time and that um, you can switch between being happy and being sad. That's that's not how it works. Uh, but what you can do is control most things in your life the things that you cannot control you have to learn to let go you have to learn that if you cannot control it you should not concern yourself with it it is not something that's within your power to change but there are lots of things that you can do to control and those are the things that can lead to your happiness so the environments you choose to put yourself in um they can be happy environments they can be stressful environments those that you choose to surround yourself with um are these people adding value are they there for you when you need them um they instead of stressing you out or making you question uh, lots of things about the friendship the relationship um Small things that make you happy, like what is it that you love to do that makes you happy? what are your hobbies? what is your your physical exercise routine like and um, what do you love to listen to? what do you love to read? You can control all of these things um, and again, if I use the if I use the analogy of having lots of different buckets that fulfill your happiness, you have to top all of them up you can 't just top one of them up and leave the other one half empty, um, so it's constantly putting things into your life that uh, will, will increase happiness and in, um, increase your ability to control your happiness um, we definitely shouldn't rely on anybody else or, or something um, that's without yeah was well, not within our control for our happiness because very likely then that we're relying on something that's not predictable um, and that's where we fall short sometimes um, and there's expectancies on things that actually um, can't deliver us happiness. Okay, so complete the following sentences. Being healthy is being physically healthy and being mentally strong. I think that being healthy is both physical and mental. I think that being healthy is understanding what your needs are and what you need to do to be the best To be the best version of yourself, but also um, to have your state of mind in a healthy, happy place. Fulfill your dreams, fulfill your goals, um, fulfill your needs that you need on a daily basis, on a yearly basis. Um, And in essence, being healthy is being loved. So loving yourself, loving others, having others love you. um, Yeah, that to me is, is being healthy. I am most me when... I'd probably say that I am most me when I am doing my sport. Um, And not because sport defines who I am or I'm just Lauren the athlete. I would say it's because it's a place where I am able to control what goes on around me and what I'm doing. But also I am most me because it is something that makes me feel free. It makes me feel alive. It makes me feel energized. It makes me feel happy. It doesn't have to be um, fast, hard training sessions or racing. It is a case of just being outdoor, being in nature. Um, in particular, I'm going to say my bike on a beautiful sunny day. I can feel the warmth on my skin. The sun is out. I'm out riding. Whether that's on my own with my own thoughts, whether that's with people sharing a bit of exercise, a bit of downtime. Um, to me, that is a uh, it's ultimate happiness, ultimate me, ultimate Lauren. Um, yeah, just being active, being outdoors. Um, and I I am a very social person so yes, being with other people the best thing about my walk today it was definitely not when the dog jumped in the river and now I've got a very wet dog Um, that didn't help but the best thing about my walk today was hearing the crunch of the frost underneath my feet it was hearing the birds Um, I recently learned that in London there's parrots it can be snowing but there are parrots in London Um, I found this concept quite odd uh, but the best thing about my walk was, um, I guess, asking myself these questions as well. Um, sometimes we don't stop and think about what we actually need um, and, you know, what, what these questions mean. We just plow our way through things in everyday life and weeks fly by. Um, but yeah, sometimes asking yourself these questions, um, yeah, it's, it's it's been great for me today to answer them. Um and yes, just get outside. I have a very busy day today. so actually just taking those those few minutes or the forty minutes to um to think about everything, um, yeah, has been great.
0: Oh, Kira, the dog sounded like she was having a great walk chasing the squirrels. Thank you to Lauren for taking us on her walk today. If you're planning to take your four-legged friend out for their daily walk, our sponsor has a great selection of footwear and apparel to meet all your needs. So before we hear from the team, let's take a moment to hear from Skechers.
2: Here's musician and TV radio host Mylène Class for Skechers
1: Arch Fit footwear.
3: My day to day is jam packed, including being a full-time mum. And if you're busy like me, you can't be slowed down by uncomfortable footwear with no support. So, I get all the comfort and arch support I need with Skechers Arch Fit footwear. Skechers teamed up with podiatrists to create footwear with podiatrist certified arch support for 24/7 comfort because if I don't get a day off, neither should my Skechers.
2: Find Skechers Arch Fit footwear for men and women everywhere.
0: Hi and welcome back to Walk to Wellbeing. I'm your host Holly, plus I'm joined by Laura and Danny from the Health and Wellbeing team. Danny, what did you think
2: of Lauren's walk today? Oh, I loved Lauren's walk. There were so many little nuggets in there that I'll definitely be popping into my wellbeing toolkit. And it sounds like she's done a lot of kind of introspection to prioritise herself more, which I think is really great. Um, I would say the one thing that struck me in particular was when she said that when she likes to confide in people when thinking about making a big decision or needs some advice she goes to those people not for permission but for validation Mm -hmm. that her thought process was on the right path which I loved kind of reminded me like when when you're forced to make big decisions things like imposter syndrome and self doubt really come into the fold so i think it really just shows like the power of listening to your gut instincts
3: yeah i agree i really liked what she said about trusting herself more and how that was a big life lesson um that she learned in the last year like mm. really kind of listening to yourself and trusting those gut instincts i think it's really important it's kind of something that we seem to forget in our modern life, you know, we're so quick to Google stuff or just look out, you know, scroll on social media and things like that. You forget sometimes actually a lot of those big decisions you kind of know deep down, don't you? Mm -hmm. Maybe just looking outward more rather than looking inward. But one of the big takeaways for me was what she said about scheduling time for herself and making that commitment, like time to just catch up with friends or just read a book or something like that, doing those things that recharge your batteries. Like I think she said on a Friday afternoon, like that's her time for herself, and she doesn't work or, you know, make big plans for that time unless it's something that she really wants to do. And putting that downtime in on the calendar, I think, is a really good idea. Like, mm. I've never thought of doing that before, you know, actually planning in that downtime. But I, funnily enough, I read an article in Stylist the other day about the importance of scheduling in free time as well as like all the things on our to do list. Mm. It, I don't know, just really resonated because life just seems to be sometimes one long to-do list doesn't it and things like just going out for a walk um you know or catching up with friends and things like that it doesn't have to be things that take a long time just anything that you find relaxing really not doing chores or working or, or anything like that and in that stylist article it said if you struggle with the whole thing of not being productive said that just to remember that relaxation is productive
0: mm, so true like,
3: oh yes that is a good good way of thinking about
0: it yeah I think that's a really good reminder Laura isn't it that sometimes we don't always think that relaxation is productive and Mm. or sometimes it goes the other way doesn't it where either you want to tick off a lot of your to-do list at the weekend Mm. because you think and then I can relax yeah then I can relax yeah exactly that or um there's Kind of an expectation that when you're uh, arrive into work on Monday, that if you haven't got like a really like illustrious list of things that you've been up to at the weekend, somehow you've kind of failed at weekending. <laughs> you either <laughs> yeah. haven't um, done all your chores or you haven't done something magnificent either. Like you said, Laura, if, even if it's just a walk or meeting up with friends, then you know there's <laughs> there's there's value value in in that kind of weekend. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah that that's a really nice reminder that um, relaxation is productive and um, so I think that's a really good tip from from Lauren to schedule in that time for yourself which is I know a lot easier said than done but mm it sounds like it's really working for her and Danny, I really liked what you were saying as well about the power of listening and what Lauren was saying when that's a form of self-care isn't it for her that for people Mm. to listen to her but also I really liked it when she said that also part of that is her really listening to other people which I think sometimes I don't know about you guys but I think sometimes when um, when we're so busy and in this like modern frenetic world and with like we were saying I think last week maybe with the attention spans mm. I think sometimes we'll kind of want to get what we want to say out and maybe that is just another thing to tick off our list but sometimes I do think well, I don't know if I have like properly listened to that person like without kind of having one mind on something else or mm. checking emails or my phone or um, mm. so I thought that was really interesting what she was saying about making sure that part of your self-care is is really um, mindfully listening to other people.
2: Yeah I think it's really rare that you kind of like get that one-on-one time with someone where you really are listening intently you know without all these other kind of like external factors going on you know something like your phone for example and that kind of reminded me when she said about swimming and that is just one exercise where you know you can't bring your phone into the pool you really are just kind of like present in the moment mm-hmm. and I don't know I think with my other workouts I kind of like I'm always consuming something I'm listening to a podcast or I've always got my phone with me and it is just really nice to have that moment of just pure pure presence yeah
0: and I think whether you're doing it just leisurely like you said Daniela or at an Olympic level like Lauren or like for her she's not only doing what she's good at but also taking risks and trying new skills and learning completely new sports and also I think she mentioned that she was taking up Spanish and Mm. salsa dancing and things like that so it doesn't sound like she just stays in her comfort zone which is my main takeaway for for today so when Lauren was saying that we do things without thinking sometimes without blinking that kind of really resonated because i think as well life just goes by in a blink as well mm-hmm. so i think it is really important to try new things and we, we can get caught up in our routines and in our in our daily lives and and often you know there's the age of pff, i haven't got time and but i really liked what she was saying about being a novice again and getting to relearn things and that trying something new um, only expands your mindset and skill set so you'll always have the skills you already have you can you can just tap into them again if you need to but I think what I resonated with was when she was saying that sometimes these things are really hooked into our identity but that we're not defined just by one thing we can we can choose to change that and and to try new things so I think for me that's what I'm going to be taking away today that that I can try new things I don't just have to stay doing the things that I know that I'm already good at
3: yeah I completely agree Holly it's just like what Lauren said about the fact that well-being is different for different people um you know there's no one-size-fits-all approach and it's about knowing what motivates you and what makes you really happy and also knowing your sort of limits as well and your boundaries.
0: Yeah I totally agree Laura um, as we say every week don't we that health and wellness is, is different for everyone yeah. and today we're going to talk about little wins and um, so whatever they look like and mean to us so it could be carving out the time to cook a nutritious dinner, pushing yourself to get that workout in when you don't feel like it or just doing five minutes of meditation a day. So today we are talking about the amazing power of celebrating our little wins.
2: Yeah so the psychology behind this is actually really interesting and it reminded me of that toxic productivity that some people suffer from um, and it's also you know particularly prevalent this time of year so that can kind of involve feeling like you aren't getting enough done or maybe setting yourself unrealistic goals. Um, I came across some new research from Microsoft Surface that's found three in five women feel like they are not able to do, be or achieve enough compared to less than two in five men. Gosh. Um, And they've actually come up with some advice so setting yourself goals that are unrealistic is the perfect fuel for productivity anxiety setting small short-term goals that help you in time to achieve your biggest dreams will make looking forward seem more manageable and if things take a little longer that's okay too not everything will go to plan just remember that what you're doing right now is enough no matter how long it takes to achieve them
0: yeah I think that's so right Daniela isn't it is it? just that feeling of you're you're doing enough uh, right now. Yeah, you don't have to be doing anything more um, or anything less.
3: Tell you what I do sometimes when I'm doing a to-do list, I write things that I've already done on there, just so that I can tick them off. <laughs> that's a great idea. I don't know if that's a good good tip or not, but you know, sometimes it just makes me feel better because I'm like, oh, I've done that as well today. I can put that on
2: my to-do list and tick it off. <laughs> I do that as well, Laura. It, yeah, it gives you a little boost, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a great idea. It
2: all counts.
0: Definitely. Sometimes we don't give ourselves credit for the things that we have done.
2: Mm, Exactly. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a done list. And
0: it's not just our team that are um, noting down their achievements. It's our wonderful listeners as well. Um, You've been in touch to let us know your little wins this week as well. So I've got one here from Cheryl on Facebook. She says, my little win is walking to and from work every day. It sets me up for the day ahead and helps me unwind on the way home.
1: Really
3: nice. Yeah, that's such a nice way to unwind actually, isn't it? Like I find working from home, you don't have any time to unwind at all and you're kind of straight from work life to home life. But then... In the office, driving home is sometimes quite stressful in the traffic. So mm-hmm. walking is the
0: ideal one. It is. Although I did get recommended a tip, um, Laura, if you need one. Oh. Always. When you finish the workday, get changed out of what you're wearing and put just put something else on. So you physically transitioned into home mode. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm going to try that
3: actually. Not that I, but then, then I feel like I'll have to like wear something nice for work, w- working from home because <laughs> <laughs> I'm normally in like joggers and stuff anyway you could just put a different pair of joggers on (laughs) (laughs) and um, we've also had Louise get in touch on Facebook as well who says my little win is I bought a weighted hula hoop thinking I would need all the links and I had to take out six just to start it very happy oh those weighted hula hoops are hard like have you ever tried them
0: yeah they're surprisingly hard actually yeah but they are it's a good workout
2: actually no I love that I think hula hooping just kind of reminds me of really working out for fun so that's really nice and refreshing I love that answer and Christina over on Instagram has unfortunately been dealing with some bereavement at the moment. And she said that not drinking alcohol has kind of helped her see life a little bit more clearer and is finding it more manageable. And um, she says, one day at a time, I will get there. So thank you for getting in touch, Christina.
0: Yeah. Send in love, Christina.
2: Mm,
3: yeah, she's. It, it's true, isn't it, that alcohol is actually a depressant and it, it, although it can feel like a good idea at the time and maybe momentarily you know you have that little lift after a drink or two but then it just makes you feel worse in the long run Mm. especially you know if you get into that habit I mean we all know what it's like to feel rough the next day after drinking too much and that sort of anxiety creeps in and yeah it's Mm -hmm. just a Mm. becomes a habit and it can be more like more of a negative spiral
0: yeah absolutely laura um we quite often as a nation i think want to unwind after after a difficult day and 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 sometimes that is with with a glass of wine or something similar um mm-hmm. i find personally for myself at the moment um just heading out the door for uh, a quick walk and um, can really uh, help to clear the mind and and shift you out of that stressed mindset that that you might have had, and and more more often than not, once I'm once I'm back through my front door, um, I'm I'm often feeling a lot better than than when I when I left.
2: Absolutely, and it doesn't have to be a super long walk either. It could be like twenty minutes or you know fifteen minutes, just whatever whatever you've got. It's whatever you can do. It goes back to those small wins, doesn't it? It could be you know five minutes or ten minutes. So it's an amazing tool that we have access to
0: we also have had some great guests like julia samuel and Ad lloyd who have given some great advice about grief and bereavement if you are struggling with this right now
2: yeah we had some really great insights from those episodes didn't we some really helpful helpful tips for people and i think it's really valuable what lauren said you know about listening really intently to someone and i think all all, like anyone ever wants is to kind of like be be seen and be heard from loved ones or you know friends and family you know people around you your colleagues people who you interact with so yeah and it's been it's been really nice to all listen to each other and really take things on board in our in our chat today
0: yeah absolutely danny and i've really enjoyed listening to you both today um so a huge thanks from me to you danny and laura and of course to our inspiring guest lauren steadman Most important of all though, thanks so much to you for listening. If this is the first time you've joined us, there are plenty more episodes you can subscribe and download. But if you've been with us from the beginning, thank you so much for coming with us and our fabulous guests on their walks to well-being. And so, until next time, from me and the whole of the health and well-being team, stay well and see you soon.
2: Before you unlace your trainers, we've got an exclusive Health and Wellbeing magazine subscription deal for you, our lovely Walk to Wellbeing listeners. Head to gifts forward slash apod2, that's A-P-O-D and the number two, to get three issues for just 9 99 saving you over 25% and delivered straight through your front door too. The link is in the description of this episode to make redeeming this fantastic offer simple and easy. Remember to share your walk with us on social media using the hashtag #WalkToWellbeing and you can even download exactly the same list of questions you heard our guest chat through earlier in the episode. You could record your very own Walk to Wellbeing episode and we'd absolutely love to hear it. For all the details head to this episode's description and we hope you enjoyed strolling with us
1: today.